It's a me, podcast. This is the first anniversary of Insert Credit, the Gorblax era. I'm Alex Jaffe, and joining me this week is the Melville Dewey of video games, Frank Cifaldi. Hi, um, I, I really I need to step back and say that um, I don't think 10 episodes is really worth celebrating, but, you know, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> the nice. Hercule Poirot of video games, Tim Rogers. What, really? I don't like that guy. I don't really like that guy that much, but that's and okay. The, and the Guy Fieri of video games, Brandon Sheffield. Sure, why not? Whatever. Brandon always gets the best nicknames. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yep. Tim, what don't you like about things. what don't you like about Hercules Parrot? Hercules Parrot? I don't know. He's just too yeah. tough, and <laughs> all he does parrot. is repeat what people say. He wants crackers constantly. Yeah, yeah the crackers <laughs> thing is a little weird. So, for those of you who have never heard this show before, we're going to go through a bunch of six-minute topics. I'm um, going to sound a buzzer when we're at the end of it. We're going to do a lightning round to wrap it all up. And we'll do it all again next week and so on for another year. And then I'll do this callback prototype summary of the thing I did in season one again, I suppose. Uh, in episode one. And make the same stupid mistakes as if I'm uh, starting up for the very first time. Cool. Sweet. How do you guys feel about that? All right. Like a whole bunch of cool how, how, do you, how do you like my impression of a guy who's never podcasted before? Oh wait, were you, were you doing it? Is it yeah, did you did you start? Yeah, that's <laughs> yikes! <laughs> Not great feedback. <laughs> well, I guess I did just call you the Guy Fieri of video games. Mm-hmm. Let's start with topic one. That's a good place to start. For the yeah, member- why the heck not? Yeah. For the members of our audience who missed its glory days, tell us more about the original insert credit. Oh yeah. man. Uh, I think uh, Brandon's going to have to start on that. <clears throat> okay. Well, his website, it was right there on the internet. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be serious about it. Um, Insert Credit was a website that was started by me and Vincent DiMonte, who is now the guy who makes the music. I, mean, I thought you were going to say who is now dead. Flower and what? Flower and, and Flower Girls, and also he's dead. Um, Flower Girls and Flower? Yeah, those games. Um and uh, we started it basically so that we could get into E3. Uh, because and this we, was what, 2002? Right? 2001. 2001. E3, we 2001. had been, yeah, 2001. We had E3, been let go from our respective super lame sites that we worked for before. And, had, and those uh, websites were pretty lame. They were definitely very lame. They were huge. So we started our own thing. And we did a whole bunch of stuff, and then I made, I needed more people to write so I made a post on on uh, uh, on the GIA.com which I thought was called Thegia and uh, I did, had never read before um, but Vince said it was a good website so I made a post on their forums asking for, for people and then Tim sent an article in and I hated it and uh, the article was uh, actually a doctored forum post that I had already made on uh, the GIA's subsequent uh, website called Game Forms, I, I had written a post to make fun of a guy, and uh, nobody realized I was making fun of a guy. But then I sent it to Brandon because I was sort of making fun of him, mm-hmm. but not not really. Just kind of, you know, what else was I going to do? Just making fun of the universe, I guess. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, 
And uh, Ed, but then Vince is like, let's give the guy a chance. And so then we just had him, and then Tim got Adirak in there um, because Adirak liked uh, his first article, I guess. No, and he liked my live journal. He was yeah, my live journal friend. He was your live journal friend, right? So then we got Adirak, and then basically we had the core team, and then uh, and then I met Frank a long time ago. Uh, my friend Ian Adams was like, hey, you should really let my friend Frank write for your website. And I was like, I don't know who that is. I don't care about anybody that, that I don't already know. And, uh, so that's how that Wait, was. And then, then you, you met me at the Classic Gaming Expo 2003. Yeah, I met. then I finally actually met Frank at the Classic Gaming Expo, and he was wearing a pirate hat and a cape and running around. And Hold I was on. like, oh, I guess uh, he's pretty cool. <laughs> I, if I could stop you for a second, uh, is this Ian Alexander Adams? Or no. different Ian Adams. I don't, I, I, I don't know who that I is. I thought we were on the. I thought we were on the verge of a really weird coincidence. Never mind. No. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Um, no, Ian and I at the time had a website. It was at killallthewhiteman.com. Oh man, I remember that one. <laughs> That's not an embarrassing website name to say. <laughs> um. So yeah, then but then I got Frank to write thing, and Frank wrote something pretty awesome, and then he got a job because of it, and then, and then the we next were, day. The, like, like we should we should backtrack here for a second. Like, this is the kind of website that Instant Credit was at the time. It was, it was weirdly influential as far as like video game criticism or writing in general goes, right? Like, I wrote for Insert Credit, and it was just this dumb Gonzo journalism thing about the Consumer Electronics Show. And literally the next day, I got a job offer. Like, like people were just poaching from Insert Credit at the time. I yeah, want we to go ahead and say games. that I got job offers every time I ever wrote every anything. Uh, from the likes of Edge, IGN, GameSpot, uh, and I wrote stuff for all of them, but I never took a job, unlike Brandon and Frank. <laughs> yeah, so I got never. offered a lot of jobs never um, sold out. as well, I but I didn't. Out. But the job that I later took for Game Developer Magazine was not was one I was cool. offered. Oh, uh, and it was also job. a pretty cool job, too. It yeah. was a pretty cool job, and I had to apply for it, and they had never heard of Insert Credit. They were the only ones that had never heard of the website, and they are the ones that hired me. Uh, I, I almost liked I that they I thought Simon Carlos was involved with that, though. He, he was not involved after. in hiring me at all. He, he uh, and that, I were applying sense. for the same job at the same time. Is what oh, happened. and you beat Simon Carlos. Nope. He beat me, and I got a much lower-tier job. Uh, is what oh yeah, okay. I remember he, that. he became editor in chief of Gamasutra, and I became assistant editor of Game Developer Magazine. And but then within two years, I was editor in chief. So, so but anyway, uh, I back guess to credit. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Uh, I was going to say I was going to offer my perspective on this was uh, uh, since I was uh, mostly at this time doing cool stuff that was not uh, related to video games, you know, like pump and iron and all that stuff. Um, I, uh, you know, just like getting my pump and living in Japan, and uh, uh, I was mostly hanging out with comic book writers and noise rock musicians at the time. Mm -hmm. So whenever people asked me what my hobbies were, uh, well, I lied. But then if I got to know somebody really well, uh, they were like, "Well, what else do you do?" I'm like, "Well, sometimes I write flippant, bizarre, uh, first-person articles about video games on the internet," and they're like, "Well." Isn't that normal? Isn't that just what everybody does? And I'm like, no. There's this website, <laughs> Insert Credit, and uh, we, we do it in kind of a weird way. Yeah, and, we're the uh, best at it. So. Our readers are really cool, and we have a forum uh, where there's really cool people writing about video games. And uh, 
I remember like when I was linking to articles on Insert Credit on my live journal, a lot of people were. I had a lot of uh, live journal friends that I'd met through the GIA, and so a lot of. I'm going to finish my sentence. A lot of yeah. those people, uh, they started reading Insert Credit, and they were like, "Why isn't there a forum here? It would be better than the sucky post GIA website forums." Uh, why don't you guys have a forum? So we made a forum, and then all these cool people showed up, and now there's a select button where there's still all these cool people. Yeah, that's cool. I ruined it for a little while, but now it's okay again. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't really say like what kind of content the thing had, but you know, no. quirky, flippant, uh, psychedelic. Uh, no, you can go on. Whatever I mean, we want. It, it was a mixture of of really long, well, not necessarily really long, but usually long, fe- in depth features that. Uh, I mean, Brandon, I, I think you should speak to, like, you know, what, what the core of what they were. But it was a mix of that and, more importantly, I think, the front page news, which was on sort of weird, obscure, mostly Japanese games, which people just weren't reporting on at the time. It was actually kind of a new idea that um, everyone's doing now. Yeah. It, it was, was It was interested Brandon. <clears throat> yes. It was, was basically things stuff. that interested me, and then Tim wrote features. I wrote news about things that interested me. Tim wrote features about things that interested him in other people psychologically, as far as I could... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, basically. And then fun. with that combination, plus a bunch of rabid, insane forum people who I now don't hate anymore, uh, that's, that was insert credit. So, which websites would you consider uh, Insert Credit's legacy today? Zero websites, except Select Button as a forum. Select Button as a forum uh, seems to be full of uh, people who... I was reading their The Last of Us thread, and I was like, yeah, this is the kind of cool stuff that Insert Credit would do if Insert Credit still did a whole lot of cool stuff. And and one one thing that I want to mention is that you know at the time, Insert Credit seemed like a cool place with cool stuff in it, and then, you know, going back and looking at it now, most of those articles were terrible. Oh, man, are you kidding? I wrote them to be legacy terrible. Uh, like, yeah, well, I was just reading I some of mine, and I was like, God. Before my thing was 10,000-word uh, articles with really long paragraphs, my thing was 3,000-word articles with extremely short paragraphs. Yeah, I remember that, time. I, uh, I remember uh, that, applying too. The, uh, the, that I remember the, the idea to, to yeah. building a... Uh, uh, an audience was to writing newspaper journalism, but in a completely jerk way. So it was stylistically newspaper writing, which is you know quick and easy to read in very short sentences, very short paragraphs. Uh, but uh, thematically, it was really just jerky, horrific material. But uh, I, yeah. I I laughed like constantly while writing all that stuff, just like shrill shrieking. It was pretty fun. It was pretty fun, and people really liked it. So you know what? It's okay. Yeah. And then I started meeting people in Japan, hanging out with people who had read the stuff. And uh, I don't know. Eventually, I had a whole bunch of really cool, weird friends, and that and was fun. Wait, wait, where did you have these friends? In Japan. Really? Which is where I was for pretty much the duration of of Legacy Insert Credit. I what? was. Uh, I was the man. Tim, we've in been, Japan. we have been. We have been doing this podcast for a year, and I don't think that has ever come up. Like, well, if if that was really a thing, I think you would have mentioned it before now. I can't keep it a secret any longer, guys. Was that just part of your weird <laughs> for of the bag. Just pretending you were in Japan? That's really strange. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I we're ready for the next one. Yeah. yeah, let's do the next. That's one. the website. That's the website. Uh, next question. We've re- we've always been really into acronyms on this show. If you could coin one game-related acronym for popular usage, what would it be? One mm. game-related acronym. It's hard to do this sort of thing yeah. on demand because we do it on accident all the time. Yeah. But, uh, Tell me the prompt one more time. Uh, you, we are introducing a new term into the video game lexicon at large, ideally an acronym. Okay. I wanna, okay, what I want to, like, originally, here's, here's what I want to say, is uh, I don't like QTE because QTE yeah. is yeah. trademarked. Uh, and it's Sega's word, and uh, Yu Suzuki tried to make it. There was already a name for a QTE in Japan, but I guess it never... I mean, in Japan, again, this is a country. It's like that way, that way somewhere. Uh, It's over there. It's over there, yeah. So in in Japan, uh, they they use the phrase action button event, A-B-E, to describe uh, a QTE. And I actually like that phrase better because it's an a- action is happening and you're pressing a button. And also it's the word Abe, like Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So I actually like that acronym. And you actually see it used in game design documents, which in, in Japan a game design document is a, uh, an intense series of, of one-sheet uh, proposals and pitches and stuff. And you always see just like those letters A B E and the words action button evento spelled out, and it's like that's I, I actually like the the sound of those words. So I'm not coining it, but well, I guess that would be coining it for the purpose of uh, in English uh, discussion of video games. The that end. sounds good to me. I could get behind that one. I was thinking yeah. um, maybe one that we could do is a hangout game. Uh, that's and a then, one. Yeah, yeah, if you're if you're if you're enjoying a hangout game, then you can be high on the hog. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that's really good. Yeah, that bad. is something we've discussed in our uh, best game of all time episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the principle of hangoutitude. Hangout yeah. ability. Yeah. Well, um, so mine is not nearly as good as either of those because it's not. It doesn't come out to be a word, but uh, I, I really want people to say shooty guys more. Yeah, because um, like I'm really getting tired of shooty guys games. So uh, I think just an SG, it's like oh another. Why SG. are you getting tired of them? Do you play them all the time? No, but I I. I do you know that there's a lot of people who do and they like them. Yes, I'm aware <laughs> of that. Um, <laughs> and it's and that some of them are really really good. Oh yeah, I'm I'm absolutely aware that some of them are really good. But the ones that are really good tend to be more than just SGs. They're like SG plus, uh, but they're still SG I like games. SG pluses. And mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back to being 13 and excited about stuff, and for some reason I've convinced myself that if we just got rid of some of the SGs, then I would, I would go back to my childhood. Yeah, I don't think that's I think the way it works. I play the game Titanfall, which is, uh, which is about shooting, but it also has giant robots, and it's very 13-year-old friendly. Yeah, it does seem like it's going to be super 13-year-old fun times. Also, yeah, oh, absolutely. Also, uh, I was reading a thing earlier this week about how it's, uh, there was a Kotaku had a really good non-standard video game website preview of Titanfall where they were like apparently there's no single player there's only multiplayer but you can play like anonymous multiplayer which means you're basically playing single player levels but with humans providing the uh, the the mm. some of the characters <laughs> I don't but know this, how I feel about that uh, no, well, it, 
read I, read the thing, and okay. you might you might be a little more interested because it actually sounds like a really interesting approach. Because it they say that you're playing the same level, the same map, hundreds and hundreds of times, and why put all the story in a separate thing? Why not have the story be? I mean, they're in the hangout, so it's like the the multiplayer is a hangout, so it's a hangout shooting game. So it's does a, the doorbell mean that our time is up? Is that what the doorbell means? I think that's it's, what that means. It's a soft your time is up. Uh, oh. Okay. Right. Uh, well, I think we did it, so... Yeah, I think we did it. Uh, which video game has most profoundly changed the way you think about video games? Oh, I just want to go Ooh. back one second. If you want to call it a shoot, the, your, your shooting thing, may, sure. how about call them SAGs, shoot all the guys game. Or shoot a guy. Or shoot... <laughs> shoot. I, think, I think shoot all the guys... Uh, Shoot all the guys game would be S A G G. I think that's yeah, but I, I like shooty. Shooty's a good word. Shooty guys. It doesn't really. It's not a verb. It's uh, and it's. I don't know. I guess it makes sense. Anyway, what was the thing? What was the video game that what? Which video game has most profoundly impacted the way you think about video games? Yeah, that's a pretty tough one. Video games profoundly. Uh, Citizen <laughs> Kane. <laughs> yeah, sure. That video game. Citizen Kane of movies. <laughs> games. Um, oh, by the way, next week, uh, tune in. We're going to be doing the Citizen Kane of video game podcasts. Oh, is that so, next week? Yeah, I believe so. Right. Okay. Nice. I will have just returned from that, the wild yeah. wastes of Atlanta. That's how we'll be kicking off season two of the podcast. So right. So I, I mean, it's it's hard for me to say which precise game, but I I recently wrote about how um, I feel like games that you have played as a youth help to define your metrics for what's good in games and what you appreciate. Uh, and so for me, games like East and Valis on the, on the TurboGrafx had a big inf- influence on you know what I think is good. Like I, I could track down the, my interest in flawed, but interesting games with a solid mechanic or a solid-ish mechanic, to uh, to Valis, I think, because that, uh, or or even Bonk, because those those games have, Bonk is obviously more polished than Valis, but uh, these games aimed for something, didn't quite hit it, but had a lot of charm and atmosphere, and that that had a big impact on me. That that kind of influenced the things that I liked. And so uh, the only times that I like when that's done more polished are where are in games where the atmosphere is still really strong, like in Sonic 2 or something like that. So I guess those groups of games... Yeah. Right. I mean, I I probably have said this in different forms and different questions on other episodes of the podcast, but I guess Super Mario Brothers three, mm-hmm. uh, Super Mario Brothers showed up right around the time when I decided video games were dumb, and they were the uh, the gnarled plaything of knuckle dragging rubes. But then there was uh, Super Mario Brothers, and <laughs> I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. The character feels good in this. The game feels good, and then I played a bunch of games after that, and I was like. Some games are pretty dumb, and then there was, uh, I guess, Zelda and Super Mario Brothers three. I kind of got really deep into at the same time, which is like a game can feel really good and have a really well curated 
selection of levels that are like their own miniature experience game things. And I just liked how much stuff was in those two games. So that's my answer. I mean, I feel I feel similarly that I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the one that impacted me the most was the first Monkey Island. Um, because I guess similar to Mario 3, or Mario 1, I guess, uh, before that, to me, video games were just these, you know, they were toys. They were, you know, yep. like, like my action figures. They were just, you know, things that I played with. I didn't really take them too seriously. I mean, I subscribed to Nintendo Power, but it's not because I was you know, a huge video game fan. It just, you know, it enhanced my play experience to 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 have this magazine. But uh, when I played Monkey Island um, in, I think, 95, after I'd basically stopped playing games for the most part, that was the first game that I played where I was like, oh, they can do stuff. They can... They can have characters that seem that are like funny that that I actually kind of want to talk to. They can have a world that I'm intrigued by. Uh, you know, they they can they can they can tell stories and and uh, you know engross me. And uh, I, I guess much like Brandon, I still hold games to you know a high standard comparing them to to the first Monkey Island and find most of them lacking. Weirdly enough. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess we've all addressed that. This yep. next, this next question, yeah. this next question is one I've avoided for a little bit, but I feel we should get to in our anniversary what episode is because weirdly enough, games? it's been sent in by three or four different uh, listeners in some variation or another. Uh, describe the insert credit dating sim. Um, Wait, they're not dating us, are they? Yes, they are dating you, Brandon, and you, Frank, and you, Tim. You are the three. Oh God! Oh man, this is a difficult question. Oh, that man, that's easy. They, they, anything that they try to do that involves dating me um, gets shut down, and then they're not allowed, and then the game ends, and then uh, possibly it burns up their hard drive or something. <laughs> Meanwhile, my character is extremely easy to get, but then once you get into my house. Uh, I, uh, I I chain you to the the yeah I chain you to the drain <laughs> pipe in the bathroom and then stand there laughing at you yep. and then it says and then it says game over and then three seconds later there's a dot 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 and then it turns into the the Dark Souls game over screen it says you die <laughs> in order in order to win the Frank round what you have to do is uh... <laughs> I got, yeah let's give that a second. All right. In order yeah. to win the, the Frank level, you have to you have to ask him out and be really enthused and go out on three dates and then be like, uh, you know, I I thought I was ready for dating, but I'm not. But can we still just hang out anyway? Because uh, that's that's the win state. Because that's because uh, everybody likes to win. And that's it. That's really yeah. sad. Yeah. And then uh, and then if you uh, yeah and then my character does that if you're really. Uh... If you fail, if you try and fail to get my character somehow, he ends up saying, I'll just be your friend. And then if you go out on a date with Frank, the second time you go out on a date with Frank, he doesn't pick up the phone. And you go to his house, and he's dead. (laughs) This always uh, happens. And then uh, if you try to go out on a date with Brandon, he's dead. Oh, no! And then you come over to my house again, and... uh, uh yeah, and then I'm I'm actually I become your best friend in the world, and we get married, and 
have oh, that Benson was an dead. unexpectedly happy wow. Huh. So that's, that's the ending of that story. That's pretty good. So also, no matter like what you only... do, do not reply to any text uh, quickly. Anyway, in regards to actually making plans. Oh yeah, no, you wouldn't do that. No, don't do that. Like, <laughs> that's like not what... if you're if you're having a dumb conversation, just immediately reply for bonus points. But then, if if the insert credit guy then asks if you want to do something, you got to, like, not text for at least, what, two days? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And if, uh, when you're talking to my character the first time, if you want my character to actually like you, then when I say, what movies do you like, you have to, you have to, there's, there'll be a list of, like, 8,000 movies, and only, like, three of them will be a, a favorable answer. And one of them is Heist, right. starring Gene Hackman, Danny DeVito, <laughs> and Delroy Lindo. You have to scroll all the way down to the H section to get I there. I hate this game so much. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you're I getting mean, some primo uh, strats right here. For it would definitely be impossible. It definitely release actual uh, it, game. My, the, my character would definitely just be impossible. Unless the first thing you say is... Le- um, that you're not interested in dating and you want to just be friends. And then you can s- still say whatever you want, but you will never, ever actually get a real date. <laughs> That's how it'll be. That seems like a thing. Mm-hmm. My character, yeah, uh, uh, you've got to be really tough. If like, you dig in... What? So, yeah? Oh, uh, what? What? <laughs> what? So it's going well, yeah, everyone. Jaffy, I think what? you're uh, yeah, maybe if, possibly if, lagging yeah. again. If you... If you really dig into the game's uh, unused scenarios, you might find uh, some scrapped versions of uh, Jaffe as a dateable option, but at the end they were like, you know what, no, no, nobody's going to really want... That's just going to be unpleasant for everybody. Aww. Why not? Uh, so, oh, I was going to say that if it... It, I want it, it was be a like poor a, gameplay decision. One of those uh, Love Plus style games where uh, you, you have like a daily schedule and there's stuff you can do every day to impress the characters. So there are, like, you can study, and then you can study various subjects, right? So what are, what are the subjects that you can study? If there's, like, ten subjects, and what subjects appeal to which of us? Well, there's, I, I no, think... there's no point in studying mine, but uh, you could study... Uh, study 60s rock music from around the globe. Oh man! And then there's sure. video games. There's there's like a list of video games you could play, like during your uh, your your leisure time period. You could you could play <clears throat> video games, uh, yeah. And like you could choose to play Bonk, mm-hmm. Monkey Island, or Super Mario yeah. Brothers Three. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then there would there would also have to be like this network of uh, multi, kind of like multi class video games where that that each of us sort of like like so Bonk would be like ten like points from Brandon. And maybe you need like a million like points from Brandon in order to <laughs> successfully date Brandon. You need to play Bonk for a hundred thousand hours. But every, yeah, every time you every every uh, three hour nighttime block of time you spend playing Bonk increases that by uh, by ten points. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's you there's other there. ones, but uh, and then there's also like working out. Uh, so I think I would in order to date my character, you have to work out a lot. You gotta work out a lot, yeah. and then there's like hang out with Care Bears is another thing you can do. 
Mm-hmm. You can hang out with Care Bears, and then you can. Uh... <clears throat> oh yeah, for the uh, buy for the buy your date gifts portion of the dating sim, I guess there would be a variety of Care Bears. Yeah, so like if you're if you're say a nine year old in a in a Taekwondo class, then you're you're halfway toward being able to date ten. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's about right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> this sounds this, this sounds like a great A game. Man, you know, also, okay, so when I said halfway, I realized I chose for... half... Uh, okay, I guess Jaffe's going to keep talking. Um, I chose uh, a, no, an age going. that was halfway to uh, 18, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that at the end. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Oh. Okay. That, that was I would say it. either either if you're a nine-year-old in the Taekwondo class or, like, uh, uh, kind of a really eccentric 38 or 40-year-old Japanese lady. And possibly a millionaire. Yeah. Yes, one of those as well. That's good. <laughs> sure. I'm thinking of this this lady uh, who was always running on the treadmill in my gym. She had a marathon physique because I think she ran marathons, and uh, she she had Care Bear related stuff. Like she had a Care Bear phone case. She is built for this game. So that would be you'd have to be her in order to win this game. Sure. <laughs> So, Just, by popular demand, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd bring back uh, one of our most beloved... Uh, oh, no. Yeah, we're doing the improv zone, everybody. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. So People here's, seem to like this part. Yeah, they do. Uh, so, here's what we're doing. Frank, you are a couples counselor, seeing a new couple for the first time. And okay. uh, this couple will be played by Brandon and Tim. Who are playing a uh, fictional uh, romantic couple? They are fighting about their video game preferences, and it is ruining their relationship. Oh man, oh. this guy just likes Bonk so much. Every time I turn on <laughs> okay, Super Mario yeah. Brothers three, would it okay. would it would it kill you to shave your head? I'm. Yeah. I mean, it's guys. Guys, you just walked in the room. It. Arguing, and that's really strange. We haven't even. He pulled the yet. goddamn power pack out of the wall. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. I promise, we'll get to that. I just needed to take a seat, take a breath, and a seat. Okay. All right. Good. You'll good. notice I've already sat down and have already taken a breath because I'm way more mature. I've been, so. I, look, first of all, first of all, don't tell me to take a seat. I've been in a wheelchair since I was three years old. Okay, that's not. I, I'm sorry that that was really insensitive, but you know, you you just you came you come in my office, you're yelling at each other. That's that's not how mature adults do things around here. Okay, so breath. Did you take a breath? There's there's nothing wrong with your lungs. I hope. No. Good. Okay. Your lungs are not in a wheelchair. No. No, okay. My lungs are okay. Okay. in a lung shut chair. Up, shut, up, shut up, breathe, shut up. Okay. Okay. Now, <sighs> all right, we're going to start with the uh, the non-wheelchaired man. Um, hey, that's me. And uh, so why are you guys here, just in your words? Well, so we just, we care about video games, as everyone does. You know, of we course. care about them a lot. That's a normal thing. And it's just that, you know, my taste in games is way superior, and he just won't acknowledge that. Um, and, you know, I keep trying to show him, and he just, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't see that, um, that atmosphere is more important than mechanics. He just can't see it. Okay, and, uh, and, and the crippled, like crippled, shut up, shut up, crippled boy. Um, <laughs> now, now why, are, why are you here? I, I I like atmosphere in the video game just fine. It's just that if there's not no enough, why should there be just an? Atmosphere? You had your turn. Why should there be just an atmosphere? So so your argument then um, is that 
atmosphere is cool. As a person who can't walk, uh-huh. I don't like that that uh, that he thinks a game where a guy bashes his head in the air to fly. Uh, I, I don't think that's respectful of people with real-world mobility issues. We gotta reach for the stars. I feel like your your wheelchair is just a crutch, so to speak. So and as, you could, you as could as get up and out of there and walk at any time. As I is, is, like, is this true, Crippled Boy? Are you, I, are you I've sat this? down and I've imagined in the past... You're always like, sitting what, down. That's the what problem. What kinds of muscles... Don't make fun of me for doing no, no, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's, I, I it's think an we expression just... people are allowed to use, whether yeah, they're... Yeah, yeah, okay, shut up, crippled boy. Um, non-crippled boy, like... I know, I know, I know just, blind people who say, oh, I see. That yeah. when right. they're you're trying to express something. that the sitting is a problem? For you? No. Yeah. Well, he'll he he won't he he certainly can't play any Connect uh, games like Just Dance, for instance. Well, uh, Just Dance, yeah. all you gotta do is wave that remote. I can play Just Dance. It's Dance Central. Dance now, Central. Dance Central is what I meant. I don't want to play Dance Central. Dance Central. I, I, I feel like I feel like game? I'm actually having a breakthrough here. I don't want to play that. Dance. I, I realized that I made a mistake. What what's what's your mistake? Speaking oh, of I said I said just dance when I meant dance central. How could I make a uh, such a critical mistake about such a paragraph? Because of because video you game? hate me and you just want to issue the command uh, to just dance. You want to issue a command that wishes away my my crippled. I suppose somewhere deep down I could be thinking that, uh, but you know I I I think that. <clears throat> In addition to to the the, the problem of the sitting, uh, we just fundamentally disagree on on like what console we should be playing at a given time, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, what genre is best. Um, it's it's I I, the, I feel like these difficulties are are perhaps insurmountable. Now, Crippled Boy, uh, I haven't uh, allowed you to uh, express as much as non-Crippled Boy. Um, so his problems te- seem to stem from, uh, well, you're being crippled, which is weird, and, uh, and yeah. you not uh, completely appreciating atmospheric games and uh, something about dancing. I-, I was checking my phone at that time. I didn't really hear exactly what he said. So, so what are your issues with uh, non-Crippled Boy? Uh... Well, I mean, I think he plays really dumb games. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he he plays that Tasmania on Game Gear all the time. That game's hilarious. It is, yeah. It's 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 hilarious that the music is terrible. But let me tell you what: when you're not looking that's at the screen, that's art. Okay, that's art. You don't understand what art is. Sitting in you the know, corner I, playing. I the game. And and you know, as someone who has the the use of his legs. Uh, you know, the, it's it's important to appreciate the art of the, the music, especially in a game like Tasmania for the Game Gear. I mean, come on. Like, you really don't find that to be art? I don't understand how that I'm, thing spins around like that in that game. <laughs> I'm really glad you're taking my side on this because... Uh, I don't understand I, that. I've been trying to get that game into the Smithsonian because it's 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 freeform the freeform jazz of video games is what that it is. It is. It is. It absolutely is. I don't know what your problem is, uh, crippled guy. This is... I don't. I've never. This is unprecedented in my office. I don't understand. I just. Uh, I just don't know. I. I don't think any of us know anymore. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like bonk. I think you guys bonk. need to go home. I think you need to sit in separate rooms. I think uh, you have two TVs. I hope. Yes, yeah? of okay. course. Okay, hook them up in different rooms. 
Um, Brandon, I want you to play whatever freaky game that Cripple Boy plays. And then Cripple Boy, I want you to uh, play Tasmania for the Game Gear. Just give it a shot. That's it's not that require hard. a TV. Why'd you ask if we have two TVs? What am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're also gonna like put some TV on and you get some Netflix going if you need to. Like, I want you to have uh, some additional stimuli of the Tasmania. It's just not working for you. But I want you, you to say play additional that. stimuli because you believe that I need more stimuli than a person who uh, can walk, so you're insulting me again? That's essentially what I'm getting at, yes. And, uh, and I want you to just take two hours, two hours. You can, you can do two hours. Play two each hours, other's huh? games. Play each other's games. Come right back here. Remember, I build by the hour. Uh, so come back for several hours, and uh, we'll we'll discuss. You've got homework. Go. Okay. All right. All right. I think that was our worst one ever. I uh, thought that was amazing. All right. All right. Maybe it's more all fun right. to listen to. Yeah, yeah maybe it, it, w- it will be. I-, I was having myself a real time. That's cool. Okay. If you hey guys, all... I want to let everybody know that uh, yeah. Nelson Mandela is dead. Just letting everybody know that. What did he just die? Yeah, I just saw it on the internet. Wow, he just no. fell over. Yeah, so That's he was so 94 awesome. years old. How am I going to do the rest of the show now? It's what people do. Anyway. All right. I mean, I've heard an aphorism about shows and whether or not they should go on, but I can't really remember the whole thing. It's got the, some sort of really strong word in there. Like, okay. Like, definitely should. Okay. The, it, get, granted that the show should The show probably go should go on. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's got to be it. So that sounds on. right. If you were all permanently exiled from the video game industry, what would you do with your lives? Uh, <laughs> a lot of really good stuff, probably. Oh, I'd travel the world. I'd I would, uh, fall I would write, in love. I'd write novels, probably. Man, this is actually kind of funny because I had this, I had this discussion with uh, Matthew Kumar and someone else in downtown Los Angeles around about E3, and basically, you know, being realistic about it, probably what I would be doing with my life is I have a film degree, so I probably would have gone into some really super low-level production position at some large company, and I would have slaved away at that for a long time, probably, but by age 32, where I am now, it's possible that I may have had one script get out there because I would probably be trying to write scripts when I wasn't working. And that's probably, I would probably be doing movies or TV or something like that. And I'm really glad I'm not, but that's probably what I would be doing. It um, Just being 100% realistic about what I was qualified at one time to do, that's what I'd be doing. I, I feel like, I, the, is, if I'm not mistaken, the question is, if we were exiled right now, what would we do yeah. tomorrow? Yes. Oh. Yes. Is that the question? Yes, that's the if question. I, if I could answer the same question that Brandon answered, I would probably be in uh, in uh, some sort of finance job if I had never if it had never occurred to me. No, to this isn't an alternate universe. You're shunted out no. right now. Yeah, yeah. But if okay. if it was tomorrow, uh, I have a book that I'm working on, and I have a, a, enough money. Does the money that I've earned from video games evaporate? No. Okay, so I've got enough money in the bank to. Uh, I would I would uh, get an Airbnb in Hawaii, uh, starting like next week, and I would go to Hawaii and finish writing this book that I'm pretty sure I can sell. It's not even about video games. It's just a stupid story that I feel like I could publish. 
I could publish one of these books. That's what I'd do. I'd uh, uh I would I would it. find an, an online editor gig somewhere. I, I've done it long enough that I think I could just port myself over to any kind of industry or topic and and just you know kind of hit the ground running on it. Uh, it's all the same stuff. All online content's the same thing, and and uh, I would be pretty miserable. Yeah. But uh, IO nine's pretty identical. But to I'd Kaku. probably be making pretty decent money also. Yeah, I'd write for IO9. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll, I'll give you some work, Tim. After I tell yeah, you. I guess, but, yeah, I guess I would probably do some writing of that nature, but I think I'd probably try to <clears throat> push harder on the making a comic book, um, trying to do some uh, writing, some animation things. Now, like nowadays, I have several friends who are working directors, so. If I were uh, ejected from the game industry right now, I have enough money that I could sit down for a couple months and write a screenplay or at least a couple treatments and see if any of my friends would make them. So I guess I would wind up doing what alternate universe me would have done, but I'd probably be in a better position now than if I had actually yeah. gone through it. I just watched uh, last night on Netflix the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 documentary about Michael Jordan's one season playing minor league baseball and how at the time in 1994 uh, there were writers at Sports Illustrated and elsewhere who were talking about how it was the worst thing in the world, that it was destroying uh, the game of baseball, that this guy would just walk in to the minor leagues and they would give him a spot on a team just because – He's the most famous basketball player in the world, just won three championships in a row. Uh, and I remember at the time, like, my dad saying that it was a joke uh, when we wanted to go see Michael Jordan playing against our local minor league baseball team. My dad being like, it's a joke that, you know, he got in there and took some guy's hopes and dreams or whatever. But, like, reading and, and looking at it, like, Michael Jordan got really good at baseball in one year. And uh, he was really good at basketball, right? But he he didn't he wasn't born with the talent. He wasn't Magic Johnson. He he worked yeah. hard. So it's like I feel like the way Michael Jordan would get really good at baseball, somebody with you know experience, it, it ports over. It's, it's, I don't there's know. no miracles. Tim, you know? have you seen the movie Space Jam? I've seen Space Jam. Yeah, he was because, even able to play basketball in space. Yeah, yeah, because that purports that uh, he did have an innate talent, uh, considering that the aliens were able to. Uh, Suck that out of his peers. I guess they were sucking. No, his that's, that's not. I mean, they could. Yeah, he's he's got He has talent, but the talent wasn't. They, they didn't suck it out of him as a baby. They sucked it out of him at max peak talent point. Okay, so, so it's still canonically accurate. Yeah, I would say so. All right. Yeah, they say Michael Jordan did a baseball batting practice like five hours a day. Like immediately after he was done answering questions from the press after a game, he'd be in the batting cage hitting the ball again. So That's how does this Michael how does Jordan. this come back around to uh, our point about what you would do? What no, I'm he was is, just saying that we could we could do right. other stuff because right. we're okay mentioned? at doing one thing. We could mm-hmm. we could yeah. do you another. Don't, you don't have to be related. like a super famous, super successful person like Michael right. Jordan though, in order to uh, pour it over your experience in something else. There's a million other things I could do. Yeah, yeah you could you could throw me at any you know blog or any anything that's not like. You know, I have Boring. I have a master's in journalism level stuff. Like you couldn't throw me at CNN, 
but you could throw me as some like Jezebel or io9 or whatever and, oh, sure. and or like a comic book blog Wait, or something are you allowed to write for Jezebel why not all right yeah why why would i not why i don't think i don't think it's all uh, all ladies i think some dudes right there too i i thought it was all ladies okay i don't read Jezebel i'm sorry no it's a pretty decent website okay mm-hmm. they've got some funny stuff there Design a video game based on writing about video games. Oh, man. Writing about video games, the video game? Yep. Well, I couldn't do it without being tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's impossible. I think that's the idea. So, so you, 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 start out of... at, you start out at the IGN University. <laughs> Remember? They, they, they have, like, a journalism program, yeah. IGN does. Thank you. So what? you'd start out there. It's actually the prestigious University of Iowa journalism program has a sponsored by IGN video oh, game that's right. course. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But in our world. In our world, IGN it's you. a full-on journalism. IG, IGN-iversity? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know yeah, what I would who's do? Their, uh, sport, who's their sports team mascot? Uh, um, the fat person. The f- yes. <laughs> the IGN <laughs> fat people. The IGN that's fat persons. You know what I would actually do? There was this really great uh, pop cap game that they that they killed. They took it offline. I forget what it was called, but it was a word game, and it was like magnetic poetry. And uh, you like every player would get the same pool, and they'd have like 20 seconds to string together a sentence, and then they'd all have to vote on their favorite uh, anonymously, and they could vote for anyone but themselves. And uh, it was really fun. It was great, and they had to take it down because it was really hard to keep like censorship up. Um, because you could find really creative ways to say horrible things, even with normal words. Um, but I think I'd do something like that. I think that I would have you know like three or four players competing, um, and you know you'd throw like a famous game title at them with the box art and everything, and have them write like the action button one line review sort of thing with uh, a limited set of magnetic poetry. And then, uh, you know, they come up with really stupid stuff. I think the game would need to have a built-in procedural video game generator that generates these uh, generates really Wario... Titles. What? Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say it generates the game titles, but it sounds like... No, it, gen- it would generate these little mini-games. By, by generate a mini-game, I mean different bullet speeds or, you know, enemy speeds or enemy types or whatever. It's just like a little top-down shooting games, and it's like, you know, a developer, you're visiting a developer, and you have to play their game, and then after you play their game, you have, like, ten seconds to pick a whole bunch of words from, like, a field of words on the bottom to choose how to describe that game, right? And so because the, the, the games are procedurally generated, it can be like... uh uh, shooting aliens with a fast gun in a in a in a dangerous world with uh, uh, from this developer, and it's like you hear the developer's name, so it would generate the developer's name and the game name. And then when it comes time to write your magnetic poetry about the game, you have like sixty seconds. You have to remember the name of the developer and the name of the <laughs> like, such and such, uh, like uh, like Super Blaster Games showed us. A preview copy. And it's like there's like a pre mini game. The guy goes, "This is just a alpha code of the yeah. game." <laughs> uh, Super Blaster Games showed us alpha code of their new hit, uh, 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 Monster Blaster, and uh, it's about shooting aliens in a harsh environment with uh, 
fast gun that fires big bullets. Uh, and not, not a big gun that fires fast bullets? Yeah, yeah, see, a fast gun that fires big bullets. And we, the stage we were showed uh, depicted a green moon-like surface full of craters. It's like you have to remember what your 10-second game preview because they're all just WarioWare-sized games, and then you describe the game, and then it's a magnetic poetry. And then since the game is procedurally generating them out of various verbs, it's like pulling all this stuff together, it obviously knows if you're right or wrong. So it's like it's just kind of Mad Libs. Magnetic yeah, poetry, and Mad Libs. About at, the the end, at the end of each one of those, it, uh, it says, but we'll see how the final project turns yeah, out in the end. I was going to say, like, controls felt wonky, but hopefully they fix that by the time the game's done. <laughs> You have to use the phrase a mixed bag at least once. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to use the phrase mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> In every and, story. Uh, and, but as you, as you level up, depending on what character class you've chosen, as you level up, you can, you can start getting better phrases and lose some of the phrases altogether, perhaps. What, like what are the character want. classes? Uh, fanboy... Oh um, man, Nintendo fanboy. Nintendo is also fanboy. A class. Yes, uh, they're a whole different type. That's a specialization of fanboy. Uh, editor's New college games journalist. Editor's college roommate is definitely yeah. a character class. That's yeah. A um, yeah. New games journalist could be one. Uh, shrill blogger could be another. Person who yeah. only cares about fun. Mm-hmm. That's one. A guy. Fun factor file. Story. Wait, that's not, a, saw, that's not that's that is not a class that exists in the real world. What person only cares about fun? Like I've never known a games journalist to be that person. Well, I read a whole bunch of reviews of The Last of Us on the internet, and uh, there were a couple of them that boiled down to this game would have been a ten if it wasn't just so dark. Why does it have to be so depressing? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to play Mario some more. I guess that's a Nintendo fanboy. Yeah. Never um, mind. Yeah, I was thinking a class would be uh, I play games for the story journalist. Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I play games for the story. Yeah. And uh, those are our classes, and with those you get certain powers and techniques for in your magnetic board. Uh, and and the, what's what's important is that there is no way to win. No. There's no win state in video game journalism, the video game. Uh, you... Also, it should be called Super Magnetic Neogaf. <laughs> super <laughs> Magnetic Gaff. Super, super Magnetic that's, Neogaf. Tim. That's pretty good. Oh, man. All right. Where do, you, where do you see yourselves in five years? Millionaire. Pretty rich. Uh, drinking diamond dust mixed with protein, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, screaming at people on the street, uh, like slapping people with wads of hundred dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing a suit made out of like really fine dollar monies. Dollar monies. I'm gonna be following Tim around, uh, <laughs> collecting up the dollar bills like and they fall off of my suit. That, that, Collecting that, that, the di- the diamond dust from his leavings. Yeah. Um, I, think I hopefully that, see myself of having it. my yeah. teeth fixed because a couple yeah. of my teeth hurt a lot. Have In five years, I see myself hopefully still living pretty close to where I live right now, um, and having yeah, hopefully, and uh, having a few more games under my belt 
hopefully a comic book or, or, or two and maybe able to do what I want. I, I think that if I continue along the path, I can I can get to where uh, I'm really just making things that I enjoy making. And hopefully, hopefully the five-year part will be hopefully without financial constrictions of significant sorts. Yeah, it's hard for like I don't really try to plan specifics for the future cuz that my you know what's led me to where I am right now has never been planned. You know, like I I've just I know how to react to life. So where I'd like to be in 5 years is I mean, I guess like Brandon and I'm sure like Tim also like I'd like to have more works that are mine that that I that you know, I succeeded in making in whatever format they're in, you know, be them games or, you know, like I have books that I want to do. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I agree with the living close to where, let's just stay neighbors, Brandon. Yeah. Because <laughs> that works out pretty well. Let's be uh, friends forever. And, okay. Uh, and I'll probably be repeating the same stories on this podcast over and over. Yeah. In uh, in five years, in all seriousness, I, I hope to have uh, purchased with my time spent uh, uncomfortably. I, I hope to have purchased the right to be comfortable, to do what I want to do. Uh, I hope we have a competitive game, uh, maybe video ball, maybe not video ball, a, a game that is competitive and still played by many people, possibly at tournaments such as Evo. Uh, I hope to have released a medium-sized RPG, which we are uh, might or might not be working on right now, and I hope to have it released, uh, our game Ziggurat, for the PlayStation 4, and uh, With hopefully from that having uh, gained enough critical acclaim and moderate financial success to be funding the, uh, the, the really big game that I want to do, mm. and hopefully have a studio that's around... 25 employees at that time. That That is my realistic goal for the next five years. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'd like to be able to take a vacation someday. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd like to those? be able to take a vacation at this time next year. Yeah, I want to take a real vacation someday. It has I, been so long. I can't really remember when last I did it, and it's my own. It's by my own doing that I haven't taken it. So, but that's also why you can be independent right now. It's because you never took your vacation. Yep, it's because I never took my vacation time, <laughs> and that's basically what has allowed me to survive. So the what's allowed me to survive is being tough, uh, uh-huh. being real tough, mm-hmm. and it's uh, about it. I think <laughs> cool. I'm going to take a vacation. Right. So I'll be following you around while writing a book. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And I'll also, be dead. Also within five years, I, I hope to have published a, a novel. Right. I'll just pick one and send it over to somebody. I, I hope to be pushing Frank into traffic while I uh, pick up <laughs> the, uh, dollars that fall off Tim's coat. Uh, My good old dollar coat. Yeah, th- that or working at a comic book publisher, one of the two. I, I mean, I've thought about this a lot. I've got to let people know that it's really hard to design a coat that's made of dollar bills that actually looks good. Yeah, it's true. You've got to be a rapper to do that. It's kind of a gross design. But it would be $100 bills, of course. Yeah, Naturally. Sure. Uh, why, why settle for any less? 
Why would you dirty your coat with the face of an actual president? Oh, also, I hope to have finally figured out my biceps in the next five years. Yeah, see if you can figure them out. Yeah. Ooh, that's a that's a that's a hundred dollar. Yeah, one hundred. I've got some of those, but they're virtual and they're in a bank account. <laughs> Virtual bennies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we should probably move on because this is we We are done with this one. Looking back on a year of podcasts, what have been your favorite on-air moments, and what do you feel you've gained? Uh, Well, I I don't remember anything that ever happened. So I guess whatever we just did, probably. Like yeah, like friends or even my mom will will like strike up a conversation with me about something that was said on the podcast, you know, four days ago. Wait, your mom listens to this? She does. She's probably listening right now. Um, My mom doesn't listen to this, and I do. I think my brothers listen to this. Yeah, but, like, she'll talk to me about something that, like, we talked about, you know, three days ago, and it'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't remember that at all. Um, I think the most I ever laughed was at uh, Chagagamere. Yeah, (laughs) Chagagamere, like, three or four. That, 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 yeah, that was like a really early episode. Yeah. But that was that was uh, <laughs> the, the correct pronunciation of shagagamer.com. Whatever happened to I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up shagagamer.com and see if it's still around. Shagagamel? It probably yeah. is. Shagagamel? Yeah, it's probably not. Yeah, I'm gonna see if uh, which outlasted the other, the insert credit podcast or shagagamer.com. Oh, it's probably just still up. One. Like they're probably not making any money, but there's no reason to take it down. Yeah, but uh, I want to say I think our best yeah. podcast was probably the uh, the the insert credit podcast 2012 game of the year edition, the the Goat Gay podcast. Mm-hmm. I think was a pretty good one. Goaty, uh, I think we had a really good time. I remember while doing that podcast, my dad was like, "Are you going to do your podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "Do you want me to bring you a cup of coffee while you're doing the podcast?" And I said, "Yeah." And then he did, and. Uh, and then, but you weren't able to see him, so I just remember him coming in and being like, and he's he said, "Your coffee, sir," and he puts <laughs> it down on the desk where I was sitting, and I was like, "Man, I bet nobody heard that," and I never nobody went did listen to it, but uh, I didn't hear that. I I, was I didn't hear it either. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure nobody did because you couldn't even see his hand when he put it down. But yeah. if I would have had him behind, I mean, I'm going to work it out better for next year's. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do I'm it. Hoping for season two, we all get a parent on the show. I'm going to do it at my parents. Uh, dinner table this Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it nice. at their dinner table. Oh, nice. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll do a podcast. I'll get, uh, I'll get Doug Jones from the original Insert Credit FF Dog Days to be in on the podcast. Oh, I read He plays way guy. more video games than I do, so having him sitting next to me while we talk about the games of the year, that could be good. Is My dad would dog? be happy to join, and he has a funny laugh. So, I, I know <laughs> the moment that people talk to me the most about on the show is what? when my dad tried to interrupt in the middle of a show and I <laughs> made this angry noise at him. <laughs> Stop it, Dad! Don't come into my room. <laughs> I remember you like not being able to get words out. Yeah, it was just so frustrating. <laughs> it broke my flow. You're like, I'm doing. Uh, Stop! <laughs> it was great. It was, it was like two, the stereotype. Two spheres of my life collide. Yes, I was that guy for that yeah. moment. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, I don't remember much stuff, but I remember we've made up a whole lot of good words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, here's, here's, here's a fun moment that I had while walking around uh, in the streets of San Francisco, which is not a city I like San to walk Fran. around in the streets of. a fun of. moment there. Mm-hmm. San Francisco. sucks, I did. though. That was a mistake. Um, 
Yeah, I know. So uh, it was during GDC, and uh, and a British fellow uh, saw me on the street, and he's like, "You're Brandon Sheffield," and I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Insert credit pop, uh, insert credit podcast," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's right," and then he gets his friends over, and he's like. This is Brandon Sheffield from the Insert Credit Podcast. This guy's legend. <laughs> oh, that guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he follows me on Twitter. Is why he knows the podcast. Yeah, that's probably why. Did you guys like but that he, joke? He, did, he didn't say anything about you. I'm afraid. <laughs> no, well, he wouldn't because he's you know why would he was being considerate. That's right. Sure. Sounds so like that a guy funny. that follows me on Twitter. That was funny. I think I've actually met that guy before. This guy's legend. Yeah, that's what he said, and that was a really legend. Fun. Legend. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really great. Getting I did not know how to respond to that at all. <laughs> you so should have said, fun. "Yeah, I am legend." That's said, right. Well, the author of which just died. Oh, days ago. Yeah, Wait, Nelson thing. Mandela wrote "I Am Legend." They <laughs> have they have remade that movie so many times. There's there's another movie that I found that is. Not I am Omega. I, not the Omega Man. Not I am Legend. And not, not Last Man on Earth. Last Man on Earth. And I think this one is called I am Omega. Oh. And it was a super cheapo budget one. I've still got it in my Netflix queue. I haven't watched it, but it thinks that I will. I will rate it two stars. So there you go. <clears throat> I'm still waiting That's for the... Last Omega Legend. Mm. I, I don't like when Netflix predicts what I'm gonna rate something. But uh, yeah, I think. It's right. So I, I think our best uh, our best overall episodes were, uh, uh, if I had to give this uh, awards, I think the Game of the Year edition last year was definitely yeah. the most fun to participate in, mm-hmm. uh, ranking the games of the year. I think the E3 podcast from last week, which Frank didn't participate in, unfortunately, I think that was a really good podcast. Yeah, that was, the it Genesis was pretty good. Was it was a little bit too long. Christian got but, mad at me, which was a highlight. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I think the uh, the post PlayStation Four announcement podcast was yeah, pretty yeah, good. The, the spectacular was a good yeah. one. Yeah, that was a pretty good cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, the the best game of all time podcast was also really great. Right, I had fun with like, Genesis one. Yeah, that was a really yeah. good one too. And like the three podcasts that we've had so far, where all three of us were in a really good mood. Yeah, Those yeah, because well, we were able to tell what it was going to be a week in advance. That was pretty yeah. fun. So yeah. I'm thinking that going ahead for season two, we're going to do one of those rank style shows once every two months. What do you say? That sounds good. Sure. I like that. Me and Frank right. were just talking about that. Yeah, we right. want to do SNES, NES, RPGs, platform games. Uh, uh, I don't know. What else? Super graphics. We got it. We we should have guests for some of them too. Like we should have Patrick Miller yeah. for fighting game one. If we do a fighting game, uh, no, we we haven't really uh, done the we... guest thing in a while. Also. Yeah, we should probably have. Yeah, uh, uh, I want to bring up what? Yes, bring it go up. for it. Bring it up. Oh, I want to I want to bring up while we were talking about highlights that uh, personally, uh, episode twenty five when we had uh, Jordan Morris on the show, who none of you know, my, kind of my podcast hosting hero. And yeah, I yeah, made him did. laugh like three times, and yeah, that was nice. I've been floating on a cloud for six months since then. Yeah, I would say that our, so, our best, yeah, we should have more guests on. I think I think our best guest so far uh, was uh, well, I guess Christian Nutt doesn't count, but uh, no. because he's an insert credit person. But Christian Nutt is the best insert credit person guest we've had. I yeah. think the podcasts were really good. Yeah, and except think, Patrick Miller. He's yeah, super opinionated. PM. Sorry, sorry, PM. Uh, you're you're cool too. But uh, I think I think of all the other guests, Stephen Totillo was the best. Yeah, yeah Stephen Totillo uh, was pretty good. 
He yeah, was, was pretty, pretty my, my, yeah. my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, he was pretty quick, pretty yeah. funny, knows a lot about games. We had a good time with that guy. We should get, get him your on. act together, Vito Gitswaldi. Yeah, Vito just kind of, you know, he just kind of brought stuff down, and nobody liked him. And yeah, uh, I got so many emails saying that I should go to his house and kill him. Whoa! And, like you got those too? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think see. It, I got I, emails. I'm in his house. Should I kill him? And uh, I, uh, I just didn't know what to say. Did, did you guys get the uh, "come to my house and kill me" one from Vito? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one too. I keep, I keep getting that one. I keep trying to ask him to not yeah. send me that anymore. Okay, so uh, let's decide right now, live on air, which one we want to do in two months. Uh, what do you want the topic of our next ranking podcast to be? Oh my god. Yeah. That's difficult. That's a difficult one to do. Let's do it right now, and we're going to do it. Uh, Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo? Ugliest cars. No. Oh, coolest cars. <laughs> ugliest cars in video games. No, that's going to be that, that's yeah, not going to be a good cars. one. No, we're not ugliest doing that. Angriest birds. <laughs> angriest birds. Top ten. We are, Man, yeah, what, we are, we came what up happened to that list? Yeah. We're going to do it. I, yeah. I wrote that list, that top yeah. ten angriest birds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could did anything with it. Yeah. yeah I should okay, so um, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to post on the Insert Credit Facebook group, and I'm going to ask you guys what you want to see, and if uh, something t- tends, uh, seems to uh, take the lead above other topics, that's the one we'll go with. How do you, what do you think I, I about think that? I think this is a good opportunity to uh, discuss an idea that we had that we're probably never going to do that I thought was pretty funny and very dangerous. Yeah. Which was, we wanted to have a podcast where, where me, Brandon, and Tim were all driving. Um, oh, yeah. We had with, that was, with headsets. Yeah. And uh, it wouldn't be, this is before we did videos, so it's just audio. Right. But the idea was we were all driving the streets of Oakland trying to locate each other while answering questions. Oh, God. Sounds like yeah. a terrible idea. Another, another, <laughs> thing, another thing we'll probably never do and has been asked for a lot is the Dungeons & Dragons show. Uh, who knows? Oh, See, we yeah. couldn't do that in an hour. Like, we'd have to yeah, do yeah. that for, like, three hours and edit it down or something. Yeah, or I, we'd I'm have to do that. it in installments, like, every week, and I know podcasts that do that already, so whatever. Anyway, I think postulating I about things is, is not to fun to do on a podcast. So. Okay, uh, so why don't we go... Why don't we go... Maybe. Uh, what, why don't we go right on down to the lightning round, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey why not? Okay. Uh, so we're going to do Bottom Line Review, which is the first game we ever did. Uh, we're going to do Bottom Line Review Developer Edition, where mm. I'm going to name a video game developer, and you need to define them in one sentence. Mm. Right on. Oh, man. I hope we don't have to be too mean. <laughs> I bet on it. That's your do, we, do, we, do we have a list of developers who listen to this handy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, don't worry. These are famous people who actually matter, so no. Okay. okay. Wow. Hey. Bam! All right. Damn. Let's begin with Hideo Kojima. Oh, my Hideo God. Kojima likes to write some words. Hideo <laughs> Kojima sure uh, sure isn't very good at stealth when it comes to hiding his own stupidity. <laughs> uh, Hideo Kojima is desperately trying to write himself out of the fifth grade. One more year, guy. Oh, baby. We'll wow. write. Will, you, cool Will Wright is a guy who can do no wrong. Hey. Yeah. That's right. Heck yeah. John Carmack. Uh, John Carmack has yet to make anyone his bitch. 
and I, and I don't think he ever, I don't think he really wants to. Yeah, it doesn't seem like his mo really. No, no, no that's another John. John oh, Carmack. Oh, Carmack. Is, is, oh my God, John Carmack's the cool guy. Okay. Yeah, John yeah, Carmack yeah. is 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 a uh, better at making rockets than he is at making games fun. <laughs> I was about I was about to say John Carmack is probably going to stumble onto Cold Fusion, which is another thing he's looking for. While uh, developing a level. No, he's, he's probably going to stumble onto Cold Fusion before he stumbles into uh, uh, some, a game that's better than Doom 2. Yeah. <laughs> Sid Meier. Oh, man. Sid, Sid Meier has a lot of things. He's got pirates. Yep. He's got what, civilizations. What he's got civilizations. He's got, he's got some Alpha Centauri's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sid Meier is a, he's Sid a hoarder, is man. Possessive. Sid yeah. Meier is. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I've started this like six times. I don't. If anybody yeah. wants to hear me finish my sentence. No, I've, Frank already. Jeff, you already said a good thing, so now I don't want to. I'm going to go ahead and say Sid Meier is uh, seriously one of the guys. I don't really mind his name being on a product. Okay. And I don't really mind his name being there. That's not as funny, Tim. No, it's I'm... not, but it's it's I'm being serious. <laughs> Hironobu Sakaguchi. Oh man, the Gooch. The Gooch is uh is Cold a pretty Sakaguchi. cool guy uh who should quit that mustache real soon. I don't think that mustache can quit him though. That you mustache know? looks like it would fall off if he gotten in a taxi the wrong way. <laughs> That, that mustache looks like it would remove itself from his face if he like uh, kind of woke up and you know rubbed himself with his forearm. It looks like now it I would th- kind of fall off. I think I think it's a it's a parasite. It's 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 hugging on there for dear life. It looks like a piece of, of a dog jumped onto his face. So uh, in a, in a more serious thing, I would say Hironobu Sakaguchi has yet to realize his true potential. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has either. I think Hironobu Sakaguchi is uh, uh, should keep trying. Has yeah. yet has yet to create his final fantasy. Yeah, he's got to make that last one. Right. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto is uh, uh, the un- uh, every, every video gamer's uh, uncle. Hey, Shigeru like Miyamoto. Is... Shigeru the Miyamoto is the only one who's figured it out. Shigeru Miyamoto is definitely smarter. Uh, I, I than believe I, to borrow. Yeah, huh? I believe Taobao. 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 Yeah, I guess yeah. that's an important thing to say. I like Taobao. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, to borrow a, to borrow a phrase from <laughs> to borrow a phrase from an uh, earlier podcast, we can uh-huh. say Shigeru Miyamoto is the emperor of video games. Yeah, the king, the emperor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cliffy Cliffy Emperor. Cliffy. Yeah. Oh, Cliffib. I'd say uh, Cliffy B is a much better game designer than Twitter personality. (laughs) Cliff Cliff Cliffy B is is definitely who you should listen to for dating advice. Cliffy B is pretty cool when he's not relentlessly uh, live blogging Breaking Bad episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I unfollowed him, him for that because he was, he was, yeah, he was spoiling Breaking Bad before I could watch it. Darn guy, Goichi Suda. Goichi Suda. Uh, Goichi Suda is pretty good at making money, money for his business. Yeah, 
he's pretty good at, uh, I guess, letting people buy his company. Yep. So Goichi Suda convinced a guy with a lot of money to buy his company. Yeah. <laughs> right on. That's, he's he's I, good. He's better at business than uh, people give him credit for, and less intentional with his crazy design decisions than people give him credit for. Gabe Newell. Wait, did I say less or more? Well, anyway, you know what I mean. <sighs> yeah. Gabe, Gabe Newell, Newell is Santa Claus, and that he doesn't uh, visit very frequently, but when he does, there's cool stuff. Also, he has a beard. Yep. <laughs> I agree yeah. with that. Sure. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, Shinji Mikami. Oh, man. Shinji Mikami is a lot shorter in real life than you might think he is. I thought he was like seven feet tall. He's about four foot five. Wow. He's, he's really short. He's not quite that short. He's pretty I'd short. Th- I'd say he's about five foot. Really? He's that short? Yeah, he's about five feet tall. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. In, in all seriousness, I was exaggerating so that it would obfuscate how tall he really oh. is. So well, like, whoops. It wouldn't sound like I'm making fun of him, but yeah, he is so about they... five feet tall. Yeah, we might as, might as well get that out in the open. The guy's oh, well. about five feet tall. Cat's out of the bag. Wow. Pretty Poor good guy. at making the fourth Resident Evil, though. He wears some big old platform shoes. He didn't direct the fourth Resident Evil, so... How about, uh, in that case, Shinji Mikami is the Tyrion Lannister of video games? <laughs> he's, he's no not that smart. No, he's not as smart as. Also, Frank hasn't seen Game of Thrones yet. Uh, I see. One of those. Brandon, you should loan Frank Game of Thrones. Right. I will. Uh, John Romero. John Romero. John Romero is also a lot shorter in real life than you think he is. He's John Romero well. is. Uh, one of my first insert. Cre- this is a total aside. John. Uh, one of my first ever insert credit report things when I was uh, writing up. The, the Nokia N-Gage price announcement at GDC oh, yeah, like 2003, I, uh, I saw John Romero, and I poked him in the shoulder, and I said, hey, John Romero, and then we <laughs> walked away, and that was the end. But since then, he, I've decided he's an okay guy who um, will, as Frank was trying to say earlier... Wait, what was the thing? What's the phrase? I forget the phrase. Uh, John Romero's going to make you his bitch. Yeah, he did. He 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 does not seem like a man who is inclined to make anyone his bitch. Okay, so I've got, think... I've, got, I've got the one-liner here. Ready? Yeah. yeah. John Romero is married to Brenda Brathwaite. That's yeah. true. That's a good one. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. One. good. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, you can't. You can't. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what it. he is now. And finally, insert credit podcast favorite Peter Molyneux. Oh man! Yeah, the new Peter Molyneux is. Unfortunately, still alive. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, no, I got, I got one. Another callback to a previous episode. Let's Peter do it. Molyneux is an electronic child molester. Oh yeah. Oh, an ECM. Yeah. Peter yeah. Molyneux is the prince oh, of lies. There's an acronym. ECM. There you the go. Peter Molyneux is uh, probably a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a nice dude who uh, promises more than he can deliver. Peter Molyneux was a bullfrog. That. There you go. Peter Molyneux was a bullfrog. He was a good friend of <laughs> was mine. Was a good friend of yeah. mine. Yeah. He was a good friend of mine once. All right. So this has been year one of the Insert Credit Podcast. You should definitely join us on the Facebook group. We have ourselves a really good time there. Uh, Facebook.com slash podcast. You could follow awesome. us on Twitter. I'm at Alex Jaffe. 
Brandon's at Necrosofty, Frank's at Frank Cifaldi, Tim's at 108. You can submit your questions to podcast at insertcredit.com. Make sure to stop by the Facebook group, by the way, to tell us what uh, you'd like us to rank and discuss two months from now. Make sure to tune in next week when we'll be doing the Citizen Kane of video game podcasts. And uh, I'd like to do something I don't do too often. Uh, I'd like to take a minute. Eat pork. No. We almost got through an episode without talking about how I'm Jewish. All right. I'd like to take a minute. Uh, to thank just all of our right fa- there. yeah, to thank all our fans who have uh, stuck by us for the past year. Uh, we, uh, you're a huge part of why we do this, and we thank you. Um, uh, Alexander Tulit, uh, Jack Fields, Intergalactic Walrus, Ad Amazing, uh, Lindsay Hollins, uh, pretty much everybody who uh, participates in this. Uh, I really appreciate, and we all really appreciate that you're sticking by us and. We hope you tell your friends and continue to build our audience and everyone can have as good a time as you do every Wednesday evening or night, depending on where you live. Yeah, well, uh, It was pretty great to hear you list a bunch of real names and then like, and intergalactic <laughs> walrus. <laughs> yeah, I did that on purpose. That's good times. Uh, yeah, I- I'm a jokesman. Okay. Uh, so let's, so let's uh, do this another, let's do this for another year. Turn out another 50 episodes. I'm okay. Alex Jaffe. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Tim Rogers, and I waited for those guys to say their names at the same time. Yeah, usually and, that's what I do. And now you're playing with podcasts. Podcast over, yeah!